The Leafs give away two points in the Battle of Ontario with sloppy defensive play, and John Klingberg is officially in Keith's doghouse with some scathing remarks about him after the game. We'll get into all of that and more on today's edition of the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leaf Center podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. Uh, not a great one, Dave. Definitely one to forget if you are a Toronto Maple Leafs fan and one to forget if you're John Klingberg. Like, like I, just, I, I don't have words after watching. That third period was the biggest waste of my life so this season i was in the building i got i last minute buddy hit me up got tickets to the game you want to come absolutely battle of ontario this should be a great game tonight you know matthew's been dancing that new line they cook i'm excited let's go i should have known right away right away that tonight was going to be a terrible night because the second i get on the streetcar to go down the queen's key to get to you know union to get into it started raining the second I get outside, and it is pouring outside. And then I get to, like, Queens, Key, and Spadina, and they say, sorry, we are stopping service here. Uh, there is an accident ahead, and there are supposed to be trans uh, buses, shuttle buses. shuttle buses to come and take you the rest of the way. Well, so I'm sitting there for, like, 10 minutes. No bus comes. Nothing. And I'm like, I'm going to be late for puck drop at this point. So then I just decide to walk it. So I had to walk it in the rain, the stormy-ass rain uh, that we had here in Toronto at like 6.30. I get there, I'm soaking wet. And then I had to sit through that game, soaking wet, cold inside the rink. Oh, it was just terrible, 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 terrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're bad juju all around. I, didn't you like lose your poppy too? through all that as well there was also that yes because <laughs> you like of all you, the wind you saw me and you're just like oh yeah my poppy and you went to go look for him it's like gone 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 <laughs> well it was on my coat and it was windy as all heck outside it just i mean those things are they fall out so easily it is that is one thing that happens all the time with those things um but yeah, like let's get into this game, Dave. Um, just a, a brutal one. Like I said, I was there. I was in the building. There was no life in that building. At least didn't give them really anything to celebrate. I mean, they they opened the scoring, getting the first goal, but ultimately that was about it. Because then they were trailing and chasing the entire night, and then things just completely unraveled in the third period. But like, I don't know who who to blame more. I think I know the answer, but like. Obviously, Klingberg and Gio were were terrible tonight. Klingberg even more so, and but it's becoming honestly such a uh, a predictable and boring storyline to just sit here and talk about how bad Klingberg is. Like we just know that this is Klingberg. This is him. This is who he is. He can't defend. He cannot play defense. He can't process the game quick enough. On so many of those goals, you sit there. He's either losing a puck battle. 
or he's just disinterested and literally just standing in front of the net, not doing anything, nothing. Um, it, it's, it's so brutal, but also not a great game from Joe wall either. Uh, so we'll get into both of those things. Um, but let's start with Klingberg because here's where I have the issue. He was signed like this guy's making over 4 million bucks. Like he's making a good amount of money. That is a large, uh, you know, percentage of the cap dollars that this Maple Leafs team in the summer decided to allocate to him to take up, you know, basically top four minutes. And there's no way in hell that this guy can do that going forward. It, it, it just can't happen. They can't have him playing any minutes, let alone 15, 20, 25 minutes. He played the other night tonight, only 15 minutes. And he's found himself in the doghouse. And I think Sheldon Keefe has finally snapped and realized guy can't play. We can't, we can't try anymore. This is what Sheldon Keefe had to say about, uh, about Klingberg's play after the game. He was asked by reporters if he's concerned about Kingberg, uh, Klingberg's play. And Keefe simply said, yes. And then when asked what needs to change specifically, Keefe says, we need to protect him better. And look, I've been in those scrums. I've burned in those pressers. I know how he speaks. And those were very short, very short answers, which means he is a pissed off man. And Keefe does not want this guy on his roster. But you think about it. He was a July 1 ad. He was a priority ad for this new management group, right? Bradshaw Living comes in, and the first big signing he makes on free agency is Ryan Reeves. And the second big signing he makes is John Klingberg. Those have been the two worst players on this team all season long. Yeah, I mean, we, we discussed that deal and not really being all too excited about it. Like, I saw the deal and I'm just like, okay. It felt like one of those where it was like, so many other defensemen went that day and the Leafs were like, we're going to get the guy that's left through the whole everything that happened. That's usually a bad, sometimes like good things happen when you wait for guys to be available, but then there's a reason why a bunch of other teams decided John Klingberg was not the guy we wanted to go out and get. And yeah. Lee's fell for that trap. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's exactly what happened there. Um, like tonight, just brutal, 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 brutal. You look at, um, he was on the ice for four goals tonight, four goals against uh, first goal, lost a puck battle in behind the net and, you know, Kubelik ends up firing it through also a wall. Got to make that save. That, that literally went under his pad that he like kicked out. Second goal, Klingberg stumbling as he's skating backwards to defend against the rush, gets himself out of position, then gets caught just puck watching in front of the net and is doing absolutely nothing as the puck goes across the crease through the paint. And he just sits there and lets it happen and just like watches. Oh, look at that. A great pass over to uh to, to to Claude Giroux. What a pass. Guy, you're supposed to defend that, knock it away. You're not supposed to allow cross crease passes. That's what your job is as a defenseman. And he just decides not to do it, apparently. Um, again, the three-two goal on the ice, lose another puck battle in behind the net, uh, off of a sense dump in, and Chikrin ends up scoring five hole. Another weak goal by Joe Wall. 
But still, Klingberg losing a puck battle is what led to that happening. Uh, and then obviously on the ice again uh, for was the five three goal, um, and that was another like that was the cross cross ice backdoor feed from Giroud to Stutzla. And I went back and I looked at that play, and I'm thinking to myself, Klingberg has his stick like on the short side, right? For Giroud, if Giroud was to shoot on the short side, okay, he has that covered off. But like, or first and foremost, Giroud's a playmaker. The odds of him shooting are very slim. And B, take away the passing option and don't let the backdoor feed go through. Like that's just, again, making not smart decisions. Not a smart decision. So by taking away the shot threat, he leaves open a a backdoor feed to Tim Stutzla, who makes no mistake about it, gets it into the back of the net on a quick one-timer. And it's just time after time after time, this guy was sent out there and just continually is making mistakes. Not processing the game properly. The details aren't there. He show he doesn't shoot the puck either. No. I don't know who who claimed him to be an offensive defenseman. I guess he used to be when he I mean he put up like 50 points when he, he was, was once. in Dallas. He, he was. Once. Dude, this guy is not an offensive. He's he, he's nothing. I don't know what he is. He's a minor league defenseman at this point in his career. Guy had zero shots on goal and I remember vividly like two or three opportunities where it's like here's a good look at the net and where the crowd is yelling shoot. Like you know those moments where the crowd just gets frustrated because the guy just holds on and does nothing, and it's just, it's just afraid to shoot the puck. That was tonight with John Klingberg, where it's like, shoot the damn puck, man, and just refuses to do it. So I don't know what this guy is doing on the ice. Nothing positive, and he just continually is getting scored on and giving up a lot of uh, you know chances against and leaving the goaltender out to dry. At least got a serious problem with this guy on their hands. Serious problem. Yeah, I mean, uh, that goal, the goal where it was like the tic-tac-toe play, and I was like, oh, what a beautiful play. He was just basically like, you guys got this, right? I'm just going to just sit, stand around here and just watch this all unfold. Dude, the puck went right? through the crease, through the crease, where he easily should have had his 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 stick there defending that cross-ice pass. That's what he's supposed to be doing. That That is what the, the assignment should be at that moment, you know, given – how the game is is going right like where everyone is on the ice that's the assignment and instead he's just got to stick out to the side to just watching it as if he's on the bench forgetting he's actually in the game yeah I, i'm gonna ask a serious question now maybe we can debate this in the in the next segment but we just saw the editorials put jack campbell on waivers Ooh. at what point do the leafs consider doing this to john klingberg what points do you have what? to get for the team to consider it? Why don't we take a quick break and come back, and maybe we can have a quick chat about that because the thoughts crossed my mind. I'm sure it's crossed many minds uh, in Leafs Nation, so we might as well you know, have a quick discussion about that. Um, so why don't we take a break? We'll come back. We'll get into it, and then uh, we'll also go through the, the good, the bad, the ugly from tonight's game because it wasn't it wasn't just Klingberg who played poor there was a lot of other bad that uh that we saw tonight and you know some good so we'll we'll, we'll talk some good stuff so you gotta stick around to get to the good but we'll do all that afterward from today's show sponsors dave tell us about uh our good friends over at jace medical yep we spend a lot of time together you and i 
We get fired up together, wins and losses, who starts, who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another sh supply shortage, you are covered, my friend, thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medication can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Rivado, Rivadio prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. The verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills and have to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would want to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. Welcome back into the Locked On at Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We're hosts here on the Locked On Leafs show. We do have new shows coming out to y'all each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh, if you're an everydayer, you know that. Thank you so much for coming back and enjoying the show. Uh, but if you are new to the podcast or you have yet to subscribe, which I feel like 60% of our listenership are unsubscribed, which is not ideal. So if you would, if you enjoy our content, uh, we would ask that you subscribe. It definitely helps us a lot. Give the video a like and also let us know down below. Dave, you asked the question right before we came to break, you know, how much worse does it need to get essentially for the Leafs to consider placing John Klingberg on waivers? I would like to know the the people's uh, the people's thoughts on that. Let us know in the comment section below. Are you done with John Klingberg to the point where he needs to take a little uh, a little trip down to the Marley's Lane? Let me know down below. But Dave, I'll answer that question um, myself right now. I don't think that it'll take too much too much longer. Like you saw those comments from Sheldon Keefe where he's like, "We got to protect him." The problem that they have right now is they unfortunately just don't have the bodies uh, to, to to play in the NHL right now. Like they've got injuries, you know, Jake McCabe's out, but on the right side in particular, you've got Timothy Lilligren and Connor Timmins, which I would imagine that if both those guys were healthy, Klingberg's not even in the lineup, not in the lineup. But unfortunately, there's just with those guys out, he has to play. But you saw tonight what happened. Four goals on the ice for four goals through the first couple of periods. What did Keith do? All right, you're down to the third pair. He ended up going third pair with Benoit and William Lagason, who is a minors AHLer, was given more trustworthy minutes up with Giordano in the third period. Like that's that's he lost his job to William Lagason. Dave and no, I've actually liked Legs. And to be honest, yeah. he's he's done his job. Like this is no disrespect to to him. Like he's actually doing a, a half decent job here as you know a third pair guy. But just goes to show that there's more trust in him making what eight seventy five, maybe nine fifty, than uh, four million dollar John Klingberg. So yeah, I think once if he continues to play this way and he continues to just not give a crap about defending. Um, when those guys get back and healthy, if he's still 
playing like this and, and, and allowing goals at an alarming rate. Yeah. I, I think that he certainly is one of those candidates that could find himself back in the minors. It, it comes to the point where they're so cap strapped strapped too. like, they can't call guys up and they don't have many options. And we, we talked to some people when Jake McCabe got injured, people were like, oh, addition by subtraction. No. Maybe, maybe we were just asking Jake McCabe to do a little bit too much, right? Because even, the, like, Jake McCabe couldn't get the job done. Jordano can't get the job done. There aren't many other guys, other than if you're putting TJ Brody with him, there aren't many other options that the Leafs have to protect John Klingberg. And really, the best way to protect him right now it's not for him to even be in the lineup, right? Yeah, you know what? Like, he might need a reset. Now, they're going to Sweden next week, right? So they've got those games in Sweden. Um, they play Minnesota and Detroit, I believe. Correct. Are those games. So I look at those two games. I think that those have to be get-right games for John Klingberg. If, if things continue to slide in those games and he – still is doing the 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 things that he's doing and he's playing undetailed and he's making wrong decisions i think when they come back from europe they come back from sweden that to me is probably like where his leash runs out they'll let him go there right play in his home country right. and i think that you know that's a big reason as to why um you know he's being marketed uh, out there as like, oh, Klingberg's coming home. Nylander's coming home, right? Lilligren, if he's healthy, well, I guess he won't be healthy. But at the time, you know, that was a big thing, right? Um, but they come back from Sweden. I, I don't think there's any reason to keep him around if he's still playing as poorly. No reason at all. Because you would hope at that point, maybe Timmins is, is you know, kind of coming back. I know Keith said he's not that close. Uh, but who the heck knows what close even means uh, in Sheldon Keefe's mind. But yeah, he's been saying close for the last week. So I'm not sure how much closer we can get at this point. And yeah, I think the, the fact, the only thing that's, as you're saying, that's keeping John Klingberg in this lineup is the fact that Leafs are so banged up that they just don't have the ability to afford to bring guys up. Yeah. But once, but once Lilligren and once Timmons comes back, come back, you have to have a real discussion here about who exactly how you get this all to work cap wise too, right? I so, mean, I don't think it's much of a discussion. I think it's shouldn't be. It shouldn't story, be. Sorry, John Klingberg. Here is your ticket. Go to Rico Coliseum or Coca Cola, Coca -Cola Coliseum. Coca Cola Coliseum. This is now your new home because you have lost your privileges to play here uh, based on, you know, how you've looked for the first month and a half of the season. Uh, and really the last two years, like anyone who's been watching this guy play hockey the last couple of years did kind of scratch their heads at this signing for Toronto. And they're like, mm, it's going to be interesting to see how it works. Cause you didn't know where he was going to fit. Right. Like you just didn't actually know because you, didn't think it would work with McCabe as a shutdown pair because he's not a defensive defenseman. Okay, well, you're not going to probably play him with Morgan Riley, who's going to be like a top defenseman with 20-plus minutes a night, and both those guys are rovers, like not really all that defensively stouts. You don't really want them together. So it's like, okay, 
are you going to take Brody away from Riley to, to shelter him with TJ Brody? Are you going to play him on the third pair? Like it just, it never made sense, any sense at all. It's like, there was no plan for Klingberg. They just said, Hey, here's a guy. Let's, let's, let's get him. It's he's, he's a guy. He's a name. That's who we want to go after on July one. Um, it's come back to bite them in the ass. I'll tell you that. Luckily it's only a one year deal. They might be able to get out of it. Like I'd be, surprised at this point if he's like with this team come playoff time because i sheldon keeps already realized this guy can't he, he can't do what i need him to do there's no trust there and if there's no trust i mean he's not gonna get played just like tonight third period barely saw any shifts guy played only 15 minutes tonight and i, I believe that's a season low so yeah I, I think the leash is very short to is a roundabout way to get to your your answer there yeah, and like there are a lot of bad things here, but I feel like even if you get a few guys to play better defensively, it makes a difference, right? Like he's on the ice for too many goals against. He well, there's no reason. There's also no reason for like Geo and Klingberg to be on the ice at the same time as the fourth line. And that's like a key thing. That's like why, mm-hmm. why do you have them out there at the same? You, you've got your most unreliable defensemen and your most unreliable forward groupings out there together uh, against like the top six of, of Ottawa at times. It was kind of bizarre to see that happening. Um, so like deployment too is an issue. And that's why Sheldon's like, we got to figure out a way to shelter him. But if you're going out on the road, you can't really shelter dudes on the road as much either. So we, you're just not going to play half protecting- the game protecting Klingberg too. It's like, you can really only do that at home, man. You can't protect them on the road. Cause teams are just like, we see this guy. We're going to make sure our best offensive players are against them. Every single shift, but even protection. I mean, the guy was on the ice for 15 minutes tonight. and gave up four goals. Like how much more can you protect the guy? Like, like, like Ryan Reeves played like seven minutes tonight and gave up a goal. Right, was on the ice for, for another goal. Like that fourth line had a zero percent expected goals tonight. It was a very low event, I'll say that. Like they didn't give up a whole lot of chances. Like I was surprised to look at their five on five numbers and see that they had only given up two shots on goal. One of them went into the back of the net, obviously. Um, but they didn't register any shots themselves. It's like they're they're not doing a whole lot of anything either. And that is a problem. Like you're you're just not getting much contribution. Uh, defensively from from anyone in the bottom six. And like, that goes back to yesterday's conversation. We're not going to go over that again because we screamed about it for like 20 minutes on yesterday's yeah. show. You can go you know, check out yesterday's podcast to hear about that. But, you know, these are just warts that continue to come up and continue to, to plague the Leafs early on in the year. And that's why they're sitting here with, you know, a 500 record and currently on the outside looking in on a playoff spot. Yeah. It, it, like Sheldon Keefe, can I read the quote from Sheldon Keefe? I'll yeah. throw it up on YouTube. Yeah. Because I thought this was a pretty pointed uh, answer here. We sit he, we sit in here and we cl- we celebrate guys who score big numbers, a ton, score a ton, and all that kind of stuff. We don't talk enough about what we give up. That's the reality. We got to prioritize keeping the puck out of our net. Bingo. Bingo. And again, Dave. What we are get we are rehashing yesterday, basically. Mm-hmm. But like Ryan Reeves, Max Domi, John Klingberg, 
none of them prioritize keeping the puck out of the back of their net, which is why I, I still believe that there's an identity crisis here and the management and coaching staff, I don't think they're on the same page and weren't on the same page come July 1. I think maybe Keith was like, yeah, sure, do whatever. I want to keep my job. And he was like, okay, then we'll give you these pieces. And you're going to have to figure it out. But unfortunately, the players just aren't figuring it out. And I don't know if they will because um, they haven't throughout their career figured out how to play in their own end. And that's where we have a problem because Keith needs them to do that. The Leafs need them to do that. Toronto's given up like five goals a game on home ice. Home ice where you have last change. That yeah. should not be happening. It, it It's crazy how bad they have been at home defensively because on the road, they could find ways to only allow two, maybe three goals max. At home, it's like... Like it's crazy just how bad it has been defensively. And look, that law that while that win against the Lightning was exciting, sometimes it can be a bad thing to win a game like that because it doesn't reinforce lessons that need to be taught. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just looking at to see what the the splits are on the road compared to at home. So uh on the road, Toronto giving up two point one seven goals against per game on the road but then you come back to Scotiabank Arena where you control what happens uh you get last change you're supposed to have your home fans home building giving you all this energy uh, you're supposed to play your hardest in front of your home fans they're giving up 4.86 goals per game on home ice through 7 games at Scotiabank this year uh they've given up 34 goals against through 7 games that's only one fewer than the San Jose Sharks have given up on home ice. That's the only team that's that's been worse. And I believe that 10-1 drubbing to Pittsburgh was in San Jose, if I'm not mistaken. And, and maybe, like, like, you take that game out, and Toronto, by far, by far, is averaging the most. It's, 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 I, I, Sheldon Keefe, is right. Like that they need to just focus on defending, win a game two to one, win the next game two to one, right? Like they've got Calgary coming in. It's not even win that game game two to one. one. Like literally say two, no more than two. If we give up more than two, it's unacceptable. Like we got to bunker it down. Simply, simply like, and Calgary is a team that has struggled. Right, yeah. they're not they're not really scoring a lot. Yeah, they've found ways to win some games, but that's a team where Huberto got benched for a whole third period. Nazem Kadri scored like his first goal in the Heritage Classic. That was like yeah. a month into the season. Like this is a t- that's a team that's re- like reeling offensively. That's the type of matchup you should be going. All right, this is where we can show a little bit of, you know, a little bit of defensive responsibility right bring in that what sheldon keep is looking for yeah uh calgary who is the next opponent of toronto averaging 2.67 goals per game this year which is 25th in the nhl so toronto should be able to keep them off the score sheet especially on home ice but they should also be able to do that against you know many other teams and they they really have not been able to do so uh 
But anyways, let's uh, take one more quick break. When we get back, let's go through. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the good because we've, we've spent so much time just crapping on this team. Let's talk a little bit about the good, and then we can get into Joseph Wall uh, as well uh, as we go through the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we'll get to that uh, in just a moment. But first, let me tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors. It's Parkview Advance. As a business owner, you realize that there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital. From 5000 to $1.5 million, Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's a much easier process than you might imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are listening or locked on NHL fans to learn more by calling us at 203-675-0071 or go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital Go to parkviewadvance.com. Welcome back into the Locked On at Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We're reacting after a 6-3 Sens victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, on home ice. I was in the attendance, and it sucked, and it was rainy both to and from the game. And uh, it, 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 the game rained on my parade as well. So it was it was just an overall tough night, uh, you know, for for every Leaf fan, I'm sure, watching that game. But there were some positives. I think you can pull out a couple of positives from tonight's game. Uh, Dave, why don't you start? What What did you like from tonight? What was good? Well, I I mean, the goal by Nick Robertson, the connection yeah. with him and Domi, what a play. Yeah. Like, not only the backhand pass, saucer pass over the defenseman, but for Robertson to get his stick on that, the at the eye. angle that he got at, just an unwor like such an unworldly goal. Yeah, it was, it was very often. It was good, and, and like you know, Nick Robertson, I thought had a good first game, and I thought tonight, like that that line was okay. Like they weren't terrible. Mm. Um, they had a couple opportunities early. Actually, I, I went to the game with uh, with Aaron Krolnick actually from first up, and I remember I turned to him at some point, I think in the first period, and I was like, I'm feeling a Nicky Bobby goal tonight. Just seems like he's got a bit of juice. Sure enough got a Nicky Bobby goal. So that one was, uh, was, was correct. Um, yeah, I, I thought that that was obviously like a, just a really cool, a real cool play. Uh, the snipe by Willie also was sick and the, just an unbelievable shot placement there by Willie on the, the one, nothing goal. But I thought that just the second line though, um, I thought Nylander had a solid game overall, you know, Nylander, uh, Bertuzzi scored his, uh, second of the year, I believe uh, tonight, second or third? Uh, For Tuesday, that was the second. He's second, yeah. Second goal of the year tonight. Um, but that line as a whole, 85% expected goals, out shooting Ottawa 12 to 2 with five high danger chances with zero given up. Um, and they had like, you know, a 50% D zone start. So it's not even like they were sheltered in the offensive end with a chance to, to, to do. Uh, damage it was like all right we're gonna also play you in the defensive end and john Tavares, why don't you go out there and win 18 face-offs tonight so we can transition up ice and that's exactly what this team did uh which is why they ended up with you know such uh uh you know a, a successful you know numbers overall um shot discrepancy and whatnot uh, but yeah Tavares, 18 and 4 in the face-off dot tonight so that whole line uh i, I thought was was really good and it, it was nice to see bertuzzi you know, get rewarded and and hopefully this is, you know, a chance for him to 
build on this and continue because <laughs> let's be honest, Tree Living needs a win here. Needs a win. And if Bertuzzi can at least salvage the UFA signings, it, it may quiet down a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah, the Klingberg one makes it tough. He basically he's not even just looking for a win, he's just looking for it the scales to balance a little bit. And yeah, what I liked with Bertuzzi's game tonight, and they showed it in the intermission report, was just just the effort, right? Mm-hmm. To get to those loose pucks, put pressure on the senators players in their own zone to make mistakes. Yeah. Right. And then obviously the goal heads up play. He knows where he's going with that puck. So th- those are the things. Bertuzzi isn't the flashiest player. We knew that. And he doesn't need to be flashy. He just needs to do, as we talked about, the simple things right. And that's what he did tonight. And yeah, I like that second line. I thought they were the most noticeable line. Just every time they're out there, they weren't spending a lot of time in their own end. They were spending a lot of time in the in the Senators zone. I thought they should have been rewarded a little bit more for their efforts. So Yeah. They had almost half the shots for the team yeah. between, you know, with that line. Uh like 12 to 2 or was was the shot. They were plus 10 on the shot clock with those three out on the ice together, Neil and Bertuzzi and uh and and Tavares. So that was really good to see. And, and again, hopefully they can continue uh to build off of that and you know, see some more offense production come from that uh, that line. Uh, bad tonight. I mean, I think now is probably the time we chat about Joe Wall and what is arguably, but most definitely, his worst game as a pro. Yeah, it was. I mean, there were a couple goals where, yeah, he was left out to dry. We talked about the one where Klingberg was just a no, was just a la la land, didn't defend anyone. Yep. Uh, not much Joe Wall can do. He can't cover everything, right? No, but and they were the backdoor uh, feed too. Like the, the those backdoor feeds are yeah. also tough to like the Giroux goal. The the first Giroux goal where he's at the side, he's he defends the uh, the wraparound. Giroux's left on his own at the side. Not much really he's going to do about that. But mm. it's the ones where he's where he's beat clean. Those were the backbreakers, and obviously elephant in the room, the play behind the net. I had two issues with that play. One, don't know why he thought he had a million light years to just <laughs> get rid of that buck. But also, where's the guy telling him that the player's coming? <laughs> like, yeah. no one's coming and saying, heads up, move it, or like something. Like, yeah. That, like, as much as we want to pile on Joseph Wolf for that, you got to help your goaltender out a little bit there, too. Like, how is Stutzel allowed to just. Roam free to the goaltender. He beat out a Leafs player to get the Joseph Wall, right? There was a well, guy behind the net too. That's details, man. Like that goes back to to what yeah. coaches tell you. Like communicate out there. Like communication is key in all walks of life, not just relationships, but like when you're out there on the ice, communication is key. And that's a, you're right. The defender need to say, you know, move it, move it, move it. Like that. That means, hey, the guy's coming in. He's forechecking, and he's gonna try and rip this puck off you. You gotta move it, move it, move it now. And uh, you know, I didn't hear it when I was in the in the rink. Anyone yelling that? Obviously. Um, and Joe Wall didn't feel. It didn't look as though he heard anything based on how cool as a cucumber he was trying to handle that puck back there. Um, but yeah, just a, a blunder on that one. I thought the the Kubalik goal. Uh, where it just went like under his pad, kind of tried to kick save and it goes underneath. Uh, and then what was the other, uh, oh, the chicken goal that went five hole. 
that's a tough one too. That that yeah. was like one of the backbreaker ones too, because that's the one that made it three two, and it was like ah, they took the lead back, and then they end up going into the third period with the lead, and uh, you know Toronto tied it, and then you know just some tough bounces and sloppy play defensively, and next thing you know, it's uh, it's a six three hockey game, and Leafs taking an L, and they're now. Uh, What's their schedule in that? What are they now? They're, they're like a 500 hockey team. Oh, well, yeah, because they, they're 6-5-2 and two right now. Mm. Uh, and they got the Flames, and then they got the Canucks. The Canucks, and the team that has scored more goals than like anyone else in the NHL, the Vancouver Canucks. Toronto's got to play them on home ice, where Toronto's given up nearly five goals a game. Should be an interesting matchup, but... Uh, We'll and Lisa Demko is not a nice matchup either. They have struggled no. against Thatcher Demko too. Yeah, that guy's been unbelievable, like MVP esque goaltending. But we will break that. Uh, we'll break that down tomorrow. We'll, we'll save that for tomorrow's show, uh, Dave. But um, I mean, ugly was was Klingberg. By the way, if we we didn't make yeah, that clear, yeah, <laughs> we we touched on that earlier in the show. So I don't think we need to. To go uh, to go into it anymore, but yeah, you know, you're, you're on the ice for four goals against, and you get demoted to the third pair. Sheldon Keith literally comes out and says, "Oh, how do we help him? We need to protect him." That's not great. Not a good thing to hear if you are an NHL defenseman. Uh, zero shots on goal, zero hits tonight. Forty-three percent expected goals, two giveaways, also just nothing. Nothing went well for. For Geo tonight, or uh, for Klingberg tonight, or Geo, who was also on the ice for four goals uh, alongside Klingberg. Uh, but that'll do it for us here tonight on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore more Sudi and follow the show as well at locked on leaves. Go ahead, leave a like. If you enjoyed this video and a comment down below on YouTube or reach out to us on, uh, on, on social as well. Uh, we'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. We'll tee up the, uh, the weekend back to back with Calgary and Vancouver coming to town. Uh, but until then keep it locked right here on locked on leaves.